today, Merida. I just got back from a week there and I'm gonna tell you about it. Merida is the capital of the Mexican state called the Yucatan. It's an inland city, about 20 miles from the coast of the Gulf of Mexico on the Yucatan Peninsula, which of course is that big peninsula that juts out of the southeastern portion of Mexico. It has a population of just under a million people, so it's a quaint village compared to Mexico City, very quiet and small. It has been ranked the second safest city in North America behind Quebec City in Canada. Now, I didn't look deep enough at the study to know how that's determined, but I assume it's looking at homicides and robbery and things like that. As always, links to my sources are in the podcast description. While researching Merida, I learned a new word, syncretism. Syncretism is defined by Wikipedia as the practice of combining different beliefs in various schools of thought. Syncretism involves the merging or assimilation of several originally discrete traditions, especially in the theology and mythology of religion, thus asserting an underlying unity and allowing for an inclusive approach to other faiths." End quote. Syncretism came up a lot while reading about Merida because the city is a syncrete of Mayan culture in Spanish. As with a lot of other cities in Mexico, the Spanish came, disassembled some of the existing buildings, and used the stones and bricks to build their cathedrals. So there are intact Mayan ruins, but there are also Mayan ruins reassembled as Catholic churches all over the city. The same thing was done in Mexico City, and again, all over Mexico with the Aztec pyramids. In Mexico City specifically, wherever you see the really big Catholic churches, those were usually the site of Aztec temples. Fun fact for you. Beyond the architecture, you have a blending of the culinary traditions. You have the Mayan dishes like cochinita pibil, papazules, pokchuk, panuchos, and several other Yucatecan dishes. To dive into those, cochinita pibil is pork. The Mayans take the pig, marinate it in a citrus juice from bitter oranges, add anato seed, also known as achiote, which is the same spice used in al pastor, which gives the, the meat that burnt orange color, and then roasting the meat in a peeb, P-I-I-B, which is basically a bed of coals underground, an earth oven, if you will. So they put the pig under the ground in this oven, wrap it in banana leaf, cover it in banana leaf, and slow cook it for hours. And that is how the Mayans did it. And it's really an incredible dish. Papazules is basically an enchilada with a salsa made from local spices. I had it, highly recommend it. Panuchos are basically tostadas, somewhere between tostadas and tacos in terms of texture. It's not quite crispy and it's not quite a tortilla, but you can put any type of meat on it. So very popular in the Yucatan. Many of my Mexican friends have told me that the Yucatan has the best food in Mexico and I'm inclined to agree. I had some really good everything while there. As for the languages, one third of the population of the state of Yucatan speaks the Mayan language, which is always fascinating to me. There is also way more English than even Mexico City. Almost everyone speaks English, which I found very interesting. 
But Merida, of course, is only three hours by car from one of the most visited cities on Earth, Cancun. So it's not entirely unexpected. It's a very touristy city. The main road through the center of town is called Paseo Montejo. I strolled down it on a Sunday morning and several other times during my stay. But they closed it off to traffic on Sunday mornings for bikers and joggers, which you know I'm a fan of. My hostel had free bike rentals, so I was able to pedal pretty much everywhere I needed to go. There is a city bike share program, so you can download an app and take the public bikes out for a spin. I never did that, but it's available. And there is an excellent bike lane, so it's very safe, very easy to get around, just like in Mexico City. Outside of the main drags, the main streets like Paseo Montejo, the neighborhoods are very quiet, too quiet, I would say. The roads are, are super wide and there's barely any signs of life until the evening. It's weird. You step out onto the streets, just get off the main roads, and I could look both ways and no cars, no people in sight, very little traffic or activity in the neighborhoods. And I suspect it's because it's just so hot during the day. In the evening, people bring out lawn chairs and sit out on their terraces and little restaurants open up and it's quite pleasant, but just ghost town during the day. But back to it being hot, it is very hot. It was 35 degrees Celsius every day I was there, which is like 95 Fahrenheit every afternoon and humid, not my preferred weather, not conducive to being out and about from the hours of, well, sunrise to sunset. So for that reason, you're not gonna catch me spending more than a few days at a time there, but it was good. I think it's, it's healthy to spend some time in extreme heat or extreme cold every once in a while. Merida is surrounded by literally thousands of cenotes. Cenotes I've talked about before in the early days of this podcast. Go back and listen to my Tulum and Belize episodes for more about those. Basically, they are these natural underground caves full of fresh water. And again, there are thousands around Merida. And one of the highlights of my trip, the highlight of my trip was cave diving in a couple of these cenotes. I've been to many cenotes, but I had never cave dived in them before. In fact, it was my first time scuba diving at all in three years. My last dive was February 2020 in Cozumel. I'd almost forgotten how much I love diving. It was awesome. We went to two cenotes that were about an hour outside of Merida. Went down to 108 feet on the first dive and 95 on the second. Basically, we dive into a cavern, so you almost, but not completely, lose sight of the light of the opening of the cavern. So by definition, it wasn't fully cave diving. But anyways, we, we take flashlights, of course. It's not as visually stunning or interesting as being in the ocean. You don't get to see the snakes and sharks and fish and coral, but there's a few handful of catfish in there. And you do get to see other goodies. We saw Mayan pottery buried in the sand. There was a human jawbone sitting on the bottom. You see some really interesting stalagmites and stalactites and you get to swim around those. It was thrilling and I could see myself getting more into cave diving in the near future. I went through a dive shop called Diving Yucatan for that experience and I highly recommend them. All I had to do was show up. They fit you for gear. They take care of the transportation and snacks and they made the whole thing really fun. Again, that was 
Diving Yucatan, and their shop is in the northwest part of Merida. And last thing, I'll tell you about the airport. I wrote the outline for this podcast in the Merida airport on my way out. The airport is really nice, probably the nice airport I've been to in Mexico. Very clean, very modern, and very small. I got to the airport by Uber, was 20 to 30 minutes from the downtown, about $7 or so. The airport is so small, I basically got dropped off at the security line. I was the only one there. I got up to the boarding pass checker and spent like three minutes fumbling around to pull up the boarding pass on my phone. And the entire security team, the Mexico TSA equivalent, like five or six people, we're just waiting patiently. There's no other passengers around, so no rush. That The airport is so small that the departure screen has all the flights for the day in one list, probably less than 12 flights total. And I don't think I mentioned this, but the whole purpose of me coming to Merida was to get my temporary residency in Mexico. So going through security was my first opportunity to flash my new card as a Mexican resident, which was fun. So I got my brand new card at noon yesterday. This was literally yesterday. Booked my flight at 12.30 and I stepped onto the plane back home at 4 p.m. Super easy. And the flight between Merida and Mexico City is around two hours and somewhere between 80 and $100. So again, easy, convenient, fast. I'll definitely come back to Merida in the future. So it's great, it's a great city. I've been to probably 15 cities in Mexico in I think six or seven different states now. And I think I'd rank it as my second favorite behind, of course, Mexico City. Great food, relaxed atmosphere, colorful, beautiful buildings, cenotes, and as with everywhere in Mexico, super friendly people, so much to love there. And Merida is actually one of the fastest growing, if not the fastest growing, place for expats in Mexico right now. Tons of foreigners flocking there. So check it out before it becomes Gringolandia. You won't be disappointed.